0: Tonight, we introduce a new guest host for the show, as Aaron takes us on a captivating journey through the shadowy corridors of the Union Hotel in Flemington, New Jersey. It's Wednesday at 9pm.
1: All right, so this Wednesday at 9pm, we have a special guest with us, uh, Ryan Schnurr. Ryan, if you'd like to say a little bit about yourself.
2: Uh, Sure, I've known these guys for quite a bit, we've been roommates in college, that's uh, that's all you really gotta know about me.
1: So Ryan, you have no idea what we're talking about on this podcast, do you? That's correct. Alright, so for just a brief bit of context, you know that the three of us are into supernatural and paranormal stuff.
2: Yep, 100%.
1: So basically, we've been looking at local stories, um, or places that are close to where we grew up, where we're living now, and we look at some stories about ghosts mostly, but um, various paranormal uh, events, and we talk about it. Um, So tonight I'm going to be hosting, and so Nick and Frank have not heard what I'm talking about, so they have no knowledge of what I'm talking about, and you have even less knowledge coming into this, not even knowing (laughs) what it is that we're doing. So, sound good?
2: sounds like fun. Sounds like a lot of
1: fun. All right. So then I'll dive right in. So this story that I'm going to bring you guys takes place in Flemington, New Jersey, which is where I had previously worked. So it's very close to my hometown um, in Milford, New Jersey. Where's that? Um, For the folks at home
0: who don't know. For the folks at home.
1: um, Thank you. Uh, It's nearby the Delaware River in a county called Hunterdon County. Uh, And for some reference, there's not much to do in hundred and counties and it's, <laughs> there's very little going on in the county. So um, but I am going to talk about a time in the 1930s when Main Street of Flemington was more than just a quiet street in the middle of nowhere, New Jersey. Exciting. OK, so is this Great Depression time? Uh, this is post Great Depression time, I believe. Okay. Right, because that was the twenty, the late twenties, early thirties. So 30s. maybe it was, maybe it was like during or at the end of the depression. But that wasn't necessarily super relevant to the story. But um, got it. Today we'll be talking about the Union Hotel, which is located, like I had mentioned, on Main Street of Flemington, uh, in what is now known as the Flemington Historic District. So. The building was first constructed by Neil Hart in 1814 as a gathering place for stagecoaches, tourists, and public figures at the time. Uh, and then later in 1878, it was, which was during the Victorian era, the external facade was built. Uh, which features red bricks, a French-styled mansard roof, and a wide two-story tall porch. Um, And in 1878, it then became known as the Union Hotel. So I'm going to kind of jump forward in time. I'm going to skip over the interesting part of history. And I'm going to talk about like what (laughs) happened as of recent. Well, I want to build up and get rid of like the the boring stuff at the beginning so we can get into the nice juicy details as soon as possible.
2: Got to eat the vegetables first.
1: Yep, exactly. Save the best for last.
0: I should do that. I, I kind of just do all the boring stuff at the start and the middle and the end. You know? <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> it's all good, good stuff after the cut. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the editing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, um after a few decades, probably in the 1950s I'd say, um the property was purchased by new owners and it was renovated and the building was restored and transformed from the Union Hotel ...into the Union Hotel restaurant. So, basically, they used the first floor as an actual restaurant. And the second and third floors were that were once used by the hotel... ...are now empty and unoccupied. So, keep an, keep an eye out for um, that later on in the story... ...because the, the two floors being unoccupied... ...comes up and might explain some things. Um, and then in very recent history... We have the owner sold the liquor license in 2008, and then some months later, it was announced the restaurant would close, uh, basically because it was hemorrhaging money since 1999. (laughs) Oh. Oh, my God.
3: When we were born, coincidence?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Oh,
0: wait, no, you too, or 1999, right? Yeah. Yeah. Me and Ryan are 2000s boys.
2: Yep. New millennia.
1: Exactly. So... Then, a few years later, there was plans to renovate the building, restoring it to its former prominence, and then they swapped ideas, and they're like, okay, we're going to demolish it and replace it with a new building, and then the community was like, no, that's dumb. We like this place. It's in the historic district for a reason, so then they flipped back to the other side. Uh, I was actually talking with my grandparents before this, and supposedly, um, they tore down quite a bit so that only the facade... Uh, was left standing but um it seems like they're renovating mm. it instead of just taking it down completely. Right now you mean like it's being renovated? Yeah. Yes. So Got it. Very interesting stuff um but you know it's a building it goes through renovations but there was a point in time when it was actually interesting. So um we're going to flash back to the 1930s. So um, in 1932 there was a young child by the name of Charles Augustus Lindbergh Jr.
3: That's a mouthful.
1: No way. He was a Lindbergh baby? No he way Are you the telling this story. Baby. Yes I am. Wait, oh wait, okay. Wait, 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 wait. I know
0: this story.
1: The Lindbergh baby. Not all the baby? juicy details. Yeah wait. yeah yeah. Oh this is a great story. Okay. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to skip out on some of the details because it does get gory and it's a bit long probably a whole episode could be dedicated to it years before I've heard okay yeah yeah but basically in March of 1932 um in the nursery of the Lindbergh home in Hopewell New Jersey which is about 15 miles away from Flemington um and we'll include the location in the show notes um uh, Charles Lindbergh Jr. was kidnapped. Um, and I'm sure you guys have heard about the Lindbergh baby and the whole to-do, but for those at home who might not know, I'll give a brief recap of what has gone on. So, Charles Lindbergh Sr. was a world-famous aviator who made the first non-stop flight from New York City to Paris. So, very important guy at the time, like, the first to do something amazing. Um and then so the the child was kidnapped and then about an hour after the child was kidnapped the parents uh discovered their child was missing and there was a ransom note demanding $50,000. Um so that's a lot of money back then. I don't know how much money. I didn't do the math, but that's a Wait, lot like of at money. Least triple, right? Yeah, for
2: context, a Coke was only 5 cents.
1: Probably. Did, did you honestly. look
2: that up? Or did you just we could right there. <laughs> I made that up. That's probably true, right? Something
1: like that. <laughs> yeah, Something inflation
3: so... <laughs> calculator. We can figure it out. Yeah.
1: Plus, this was, I guess, the Great Depression does play in because this was a rough economic time for some. Yeah, probably was very, not Charles yeah. Lindbergh, but, you know, for a lot of people, it was a rough time. Um, so in the scene of the crime... There was plenty of evidence, like muddy footprints, broken ladders, etc. Obviously a handwritten ransom note. But, oddly enough, none of these things could identify the culprit. So, like, they couldn't, for whatever reason, measure the muddy footprints or find any blood or DNA on the broken ladders. So, very interesting that they couldn't find anything. Um, And then, over time, the ransom notes increased, demanding more money... Leading to clues and making the search for the child more difficult. Um, and at one point, the sleeping suit of the baby was delivered as a ransom, as part of the ransom note, just to say, like, "Hey, we're not kidding. We have the baby." Like, that's terrible. You know, yeah. Um, it gets worse, but, but yeah, that's pretty terrible. But you know, um, eventually, after many ransom notes, and I think the ransom. Got up to about hundred thousand, but they negotiated back down to fifty thousand. Um, there was a middleman; I don't remember his name. I th- it was some doctor, but pretty much there was a lot of negotiation, and eventually um, they paid the ransom. And the last ransom note told them to go to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, and alas, um, in the boat where the ransom note had described, the baby was not found. He so, not found. no. And this but was they paid the money. probably around, what?
0: But they paid the money.
1: Yes. So it was a false clue. So there's a 404 um,
0: error with the baby.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the baby no, was no, not.
1: No, found. No, I get it. I understand now. <laughs> um, so that was in about April at this time. Um, and then in May of 1932, um, accidentally, a couple of truckers found the body of the baby partially buried and badly decomposed about four and a half miles southeast of the Lindbergh home right next to a highway and I believe it was Mount Rose uh so yeah not only was the baby not in Martha's Vineyard but the baby was not like alive and even worse after the coroner's examination of the body the baby had been dead for about two months caused by a blow to the head and obviously, there's oh. more details, and I won't get into it because there's no need. But um, let's just say the baby was not in great condition. Um, and it seemed quite clear that, you know, two months being dead in May puts you around March being killed. So probably wasn't long after kidnapping that this child, unfortunately, was murdered.
0: Mm, so the ransom notes were disingenuous. They were fake. The whole- not fake, but like. Yeah. disingenuous the so, whole time there was never yeah, a chance that they were gonna get the baby back
1: no probably not so um this sparked a two-year-long investigation into the kidnapping and eventually after lots of details of like finding clues and whatever they eventually found a guy september 1934 they found and apprehended bruno richard Hauptmann uh at his home in the bronx now, Frank. What? Nothing good comes You're out of the Bronx. You're from the Bronx. Yeah, nothing good except Frank comes out of the Bronx.
0: And, um, and the Matranga family. And the rest of my family.
1: So and I don't mean to. Dion DiMucci. Oh, okay. I don't know who that is, but I'll take you, your, the for the it. The Wanderer, Run Around Sue. No.
0: The singer?
3: Yeah, Wenny, Weedy, Witchy, whatever he says.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um,. But Frank, I don't mean to be that guy and be like, oh, you're from the Bronx. Do you know where this place is? But do you happen to know where 222nd Street is in the Bronx? So
0: that sounds like, if I had to guess, that sounds like the parts of the Bronx that I'm not from, like the South Bronx, where it's more numbered, um, because I'm from the East Bronx.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I would guess it's parts that are closer to Manhattan.
1: Um,
0: Is it um, near like Yankee Stadium?
1: Is that? Yeah, is it? I don't know about the Yankees Stadium. It's by Walgreens. Um <laughs> I have it in the show there's notes. A lot but, of Walgreens. Um, uh it's by I don't know if you know where the Northeast Bronx YMCA is or Edenwald.
2: Well what what uh what street did you say? Wait, did you say Northeast? 222nd. Two hundred and twenty second. I'm not as familiar. Eh, it's still a ways away, but I think you guys know my brother went to Manhattan College, which is in Brooklyn. Strangely enough, uh, it's on two hundred fortieth Street. So oh. we got a couple blocks, but um, yeah, yeah, I, yep. I probably don't have a good idea though.
0: So okay, Frank I is actually
1: it. northwest of
0: you. Yeah, this is actually uh not too far from where I live.
1: Oh, yeah, like five. It says three miles.
0: Yeah, which is like thirty Nine, minutes, but 90 like ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you committed the crime, is what you're saying, Frank? It's actually north of me. I was. I literally could not have been more wrong. was north of me. <laughs> wow. Geography.
1: Um. So yeah, that's uh where he was apprehended, but um, and there was a whole trial I think in the Bronx about like you know faking the whole ransom notes like that was it. And it's in and of itself a crime, but the murder trial actually took place at the Hunterdon County Courthouse which just so happens to be directly across from the Union Hotel. Mm, Um, Okay. Yeah. And the murder trial went on for a couple years, and eventually it ended with um, Bruno Hauptmann being sentenced to death on the charges of first-degree murder. Sounds about right. And he was electrocuted in 1936. Now, you guys might be thinking, okay, this is a nice history lesson, but why I, Why am I telling you all this? So, basically, Flemington, New Jersey, there's not much going on. But during this trial for the the year and a half, two years that it went on, um, the hotel was packed. Like, the of the 52 rooms, they were filled with world-renowned journalists and many jurors for the case. And it made it a very popular location for many people. So... Imagine the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden, the tr- quote trial of the century is occurring. Like, that's this, a big deal. So a lot of people coming in and going.
0: Why was it the was it the trial of the century? Just because Charles Lindbergh, the dad, was, yes. like, he, he was like he was like the, the big American guy. celebrity at the time, right? Yeah. He was like the biggest. Like this yeah. this was, I think I remember hearing like this was like a national tragedy. The entire This involved, this was right?
3: like the this was Elvis before Elvis. Like where everyone just the it be, sky. Yeah.
1: yeah. So a very famous person their child was kidnapped and murdered. So yeah. not only is it like a terrible crime to begin with, but it's a very famous person. Yeah. So it, a lot of it, you know, and because it was a such a long investigation, it culminated into this big trial where everyone wanted to know cuz like Obviously, they found the body, but you keep checking the newspapers or whatever medium you had for getting the news, um, and seeing did they find the guy that got him? Like this was a a whole long process, so it really built up momentum. So, um, the the context basically is that you know, um, so this was a very big deal. So um, a lot of people coming in and out now. The context isn't necessarily related to or explain why the story that I have to come kind of, you know, why it's happening. But instead, it just provides more of like a historical context as to, you know, what happened here and why this is a, an important location. So um do you guys have any questions, comments on the Lindbergh trial? Anything you want to add?
3: I do remember that. What the the theory got that was getting thrown around, I don't know when, but it was that Charles Lindbergh actually killed his son. I think,
2: I think that is that is a theory, yeah. I just think it's weird that, um, I think they took, I think I have no idea this is true, but who like just chooses a random location like Martha's Vineyard? I bet I have no, this is no facts right here, zero facts, (laughs) perfect. Imagine just like, oh, we have to pay off this debt. And, oh, I guess we'll go to Martha's Vineyard and then have all this money on me. That's like a vacation for them. These, I mean, like, they go there, can't do anything, stay a couple nights. I know it's <laughs> nice there. But um, then come back and, like, I mean, if the theory is that they killed them, they're already monsters. So get a free vacation out of it, too. True.
1: Yeah. There are theories floating around that perhaps Bruno... Ha- Hauptman did not actually kill the Lindbergh baby because I believe up until his electrocution, he swore that he did not do it. Frank, you look now, like you have something to say.
0: He what that guy? Sorry, what's his name? Bruno? What? Bruno nice. Richard Hauptmann So Hauptmann he was an immigrant, right? Or mm-hmm. yeah,
1: he was a German immigrant, I believe. German
0: immigrant, oh, the worst kind, as we know from my last episode. Such a backward, superstitious people. Anyway, um, I'm curious yeah, you where you're going with this. Yeah, <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> I'm bash the I'm not team, editing man. that out. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna edit it so it sounds like Ryan's saying that now. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I'm curious where you're going with this, Aaron. Like whether, because I've never heard spooky stuff about this story. So I'm curious to hear what what like paranormal aspects about this, because I've always heard very like conspiracy theory stuff about. Charles Lindbergh stuff that he was into. So yeah, I'm am ju- just curious. Yeah, are like, you saying for so,
3: with definite fact that Charles Lindbergh sacrificed his baby
1: for attention? Is, no, there's reasons. There's,
2: didn't he also believe in eugenics? <laughs> yes, he was a Nazi. No, no, that's no, no, what no. it is. Yeah,
0: not okay, everybody, I, mean, I think we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. Go ahead, there, and tell your story. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well. I... To be honest, I really didn't have, like, a connection into, like, why this is the case with, like, the spooky happenings. But That's I kind of just forward. wanted to provide that, you know, there was a murder trial that lasted for years. So many people coming and going out of this hotel, um, a lot of mental I don't energy. know of any, a lot of mental energy, emotions running pretty high. Um, a child has died. So, you know, there's that. There's a, a man electrocuted, potentially wrongfully. We don't know. I, I'm gonna go with the facts and say that he probably did it. But there's still the theory that, fair enough. You know, Charles Lindbergh did it. But something somewhere. There's a lot of emotion and energy coming from this area. So, um, I want to give you guys some uh, interesting, spooky stories about when the hotel became a restaurant. So Ooh, okay. this is like decades story, later. Let's go. Yep. So similar to Frank's first episode, um, we've got a restaurant and the former manager talks about some stories. And I actually want to first shout out a website. Um, it's called weirdnj.com. It pretty much has every story about cryptids, ghosts, spooky happenings um, at the website, and you can read about it. There's a lot of merch, and I highly recommend There's some uh audio clips and stuff too. Uh, oh, that's before cool. this, uh, Nick and I had listened to a story called The Pig Lady. Oh um, you sent
0: me a link to that,
1: yes, I did. Um, so it was very interesting, and I'd noises. recommend if you, yeah, um, <laughs> can we play, you know I, what, I'm
0: gonna play a clip of that right now.
1: And this is the story of the preacher, the choir singer and the pig woman okay okay (laughs) (laughs) Okay. wait are you actually (laughs) yeah why not all right
0: the listeners just heard it so we didn't but they did okay (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) um but i'd highly recommend if you're into cryptids or ghost stories or whatever and you have any connections to new jersey um Feel free to check it out. We'll include it in the show notes, but I just wanted to shout it out because that's where I got most of the information of the spooky happening. And first
3: off, if you are associated with New Jersey, we're sorry. So sorry. Our condolences.
1: <sighs> yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> um, so so one of the the first set of stories is from a former manager. Um and they asked weird New Jersey to remain anonymous. So, uh, but they have shared many weird stories about the Union Hotel restaurant. So, the first story is about a bouncer. Um, so it was after closing, uh, the bouncer was locking up for the night and was headed back to the bar to share a drink with the staff. Which Nick, having worked at a bar, is that kind of customary?
3: Yeah. The uh. So <laughs> the door. The doorman finish up what they got to do get everyone out of the building they hang out for a little bit have a drink or not and then uh they'll hang out for however and they long and ghosts. they'll leave while the rest of us just uh clean up and get ready for the next day
1: all right so you know a very typical night um but this particular night uh so they close the doors um the Bouncer closes the doors and was headed back to the bar, and all of a sudden, the recently locked doors flew wide open, and a cold wind swept by him. So now this is already kind of weird, but you know, could be the wind, could be you know, whatever (laughs) mold. So the the bouncer doesn't think much of it and walks back out to close the doors. And sees a disembodied pair of children's black patent leather shoes walking up the main stairway. <laughs> oh. Just okay. shoes? Okay. Yeah. I... Just shoes. Is it just um, one pair or multiple pairs? Just one pair. Um, And after seeing this, he reasonably freaked out and ran across the street. Um, He then called the staff from across the street and told everyone to get out. Like and warned them that this thing was coming. Um, now, Nick, again, you work at a bar. I'm not sure about the uh, bouncer that works there, but generally bouncers are pretty tough people,
3: correct? Oh, yeah, we have like four or five on in a night. I I wouldn't want to meet any one of them in a the back alley, and they were angry with me.
1: All right, so <laughs> it, it would really take a lot To scare someone like that, correct? I would say so. So, I think it's just interesting that, you know, generally if you're a bouncer, you see a lot of stuff, you deal with a lot of, you know, rowdy people. You deal with the riffraff. Yeah, but to be freaked out so badly that you run across the street and don't even, like, personally warn everyone, you just, like, run and then tell them, that's pretty bad. Um, and so there was another time where a waitress was bringing the register drawer upstairs to the office, you know, after a day's close. Um, and when she got to the top, she heard an unearthly voice humming a, a lullaby. Um, oh, ew. Y- yeah. So, uh, this freaked her out as well. And similar reaction, she drops the register drawer full of money ran out of the building and was said to never return. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I mean, if this, the is, like, is, this is the work.
3: manager telling to- the story, so
1: yeah. So like <laughs> they, they just quit um, on the spot. Pretty much like they just never came back to work. So, <laughs> wow. um, yeah, that's a, an interesting one too. Um, so we're kind of building a theme, children's shoes, a lullaby hum Uh-oh. yeah um so we're starting to think you know maybe it's a child ghost um, you know
0: was the by chance was the lullaby one two buckle my shoe
1: um i don't think it was but uh, i'd have to probably ask this freaked out waitress be like hey remember this thing that traumatized you was it one two <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I get laughed at and probably a restraining yeah, buddy, order filed. By goes. I mean maybe no. maybe yeah, it's
0: the
3: way you said the white dot.
0: True. Wait oh. a minute. Were the kids? I'm sorry. To go back to the kids' shoes. Did it describe yeah. like what they were? Were they Nike kicks or anything? Or
1: um, they just said black patent leather shoes. So okay. Um, it's possible they had a buckle on them. Um, <laughs> yeah. but gotcha. I am unsure at this time. So, um, another story from the manager herself. She had some experiences, um, one time at 3am, you know, the witching hour, Uh, she was alone in the building doing the books in her office and she felt another presence with her in the room, which is pretty odd, pretty ominous. It makes the, you know, it makes you kind of scared when you're alone. Um, so... She said, and I quote, "Uh, I could feel the pressure of it right up against me, pushing on my chest. Uh, It was making it hard for me to breathe. I didn't feel threatened. I simply asked it to move away and leave me alone, and then it was gone. Oh, Yeah, so luckily for the manager, she kept her composure and you know, just asked politely and the spirit let her go, but We've heard stories where, you know, people aren't quite so lucky or get a very aggressive spirit. Um, But that kind of contradicts the um, children aspect. Unless, you know, spirit world children are just like swole. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I've got one more story and then we can kind of just go into a discussion about what you guys think who you think the ghost might be, so on and so forth. But uh, a former employee actually tells their story of the par- of their experience with the paranormal at this restaurant. So at about midnight, uh, the dining room was closed and empty for well over two hours. And then the waiter came into the bar area and asked, whose kid is playing in the dining room? So already a red flag. Um... And, you know, the co- his coworkers were like, you know, you know, it's probably nothing. You probably were just seeing things like, you know, it's closed and empty. Uh, and the waiter was like, no, 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 I definitely saw a girl about eight to 10 years old running back and forth in the dining room. And he goes on to explain, you know, she's got long, dark hair and was wearing a fancy dress. Um, and one of the, you know, at the bar area, one of the regulars overheard him. And laughed and told him, "You've just seen the ghost."
3: The ghost. So obviously, the ghost.
1: The ghost. Oh. So, um, for a regular to say that, you know, probably not just people making it up. It's more likely, you know, a typical occurrence, or at least it was a typical occurrence. So yeah, unfortunately, there's not many more stories about this. Uh, particular location but I thought it was pretty interesting all these different stories um so I wanted to kind of step back and try and figure out what is causing all this like we know that most of the stories involve a little child probably a girl eight to ten years old so I want to know what what do you guys think about all this well
3: let's open it up to Ryan
1: as he is the
3: <laughs> biggest and by biggest I mean probably the only skeptic among the four of us
0: here. Well, I mean I am Is that still true, Ryan? What give us a little background. What, you know, do you even believe in ghosts? What do you, you know, be honest. We're not going to judge you.
2: I'm still pretty skeptical of most most things. I think the weirdest thing that ever happened and Aaron was there when it happened was um there's these cards with different minerals, and someone's like, name a mineral, and that'll be like your one. And I, I forget what I said. I was pretty sure I said emerald, because that was the only one I knew, and that was the top card. That was pretty weird. No what no no, no. Sorry, sorry. It was it was Aquamarine. It was Aquamarine because that's uh my birthstone. And then oh, that, was doubly. The top card, okay. and that was so weird. But yeah, um that's pretty unlikely. But um, yeah, I'm pretty skeptical of most things. I might have done a little bit of typing between uh, Aaron's talks, <laughs> and the little girl thing does seem a little weird. Just to poke holes on a, a couple of people's theories already, the Lindbergh Ooh. baby was a boy, so no. maybe don't go down no, I, don't go I, down that no, route.
0: I, I think Ryan's keeping this on no, track. No, no,
3: no. Do not think it was the Lindbergh baby. It was too far away. It wasn't It wasn't near
0: the. Uh, hotel yeah what what is the distance between the yeah. house and the hotel restaurant here because the the, house, the trial was close uh, but not necessarily the house right
1: about 15 miles roughly oh, that, that's, that's uh, going to give you an exact and it, well the thing
2: is I, I if i was a ghost i kind of want to see my trial
3: mm. well if you're a baby though you don't know
1: yeah i well, you're say a ghost does aging you know everything work the same?
2: does aging work the same as it goes i'm not like you i'm not
3: ageist that? So,
1: <laughs> so, um, just for context to remind you guys, the Lindbergh baby, as Ryan said, is a boy and, um, was about 10 months old at the time mm. of its death. So yeah, probably this, I would say none of us would really advocate was the Lindbergh baby unless sure. some really weird stuff happens in the afterlife. <laughs> you- you age really <laughs> quick, and you can just
3: change genders when you feel.
1: Well,
0: why? N- okay, yes, no, I don't think like no, there's no connection. It Just so happens that that crazy story happens nearby. But in theory, if you're a ghost, right? Like in some in some understandings of like the after afterlife, like um, like the Catholic understanding of the afterlife, you can kind of you would be able to represent yourself however you want. If you come back as a ghost for whatever reason, so like, you know,
3: I guess, but I don't, you know, like, I like, don't like, think it's Charles Lindbergh's baby.
0: No, no, we're
1: just saying like ghosts. No, that's it's that, that, Bruno Hauptmann. Oh, the it's 8 to 10 year old <laughs> girl. Oh yeah, I, I forgot he, he's dead <laughs> too. Little, I forgot about that. And well, he, he died was dead after the trial. After the yeah, trial. Yeah, and this this also took place after the trial. Yeah. Ah, I thought it was during. Well, no, it's not
0: him either it'd be weird. We should do an episode on, on that story because Charles Lindbergh had Nazi leanings and was into eugenics. And, and the Nazis did love have their Might have offered his baby as like an ex, like genetic experiment and it went wrong and they wanted to cover it up. Oh, good. And the baby was, wasn't oh. the baby missing like I, I know you were trying to avoid this, but wasn't the baby missing like organs that would have shown that there were like birth defects? Anyway, that's a story for another time. <laughs> but all right, let's uh, circle
3: back. Ryan well, what are we thinking?
2: <laughs> so we got three scenarios. We have the shoes. Yep. We have the girl playing and I'm missing one in between. What was the one in between?
3: Uh the lullaby. The the waitress hearing lullaby. the lullaby, lullaby dropping. Those the, only three reported ones. Oh, yeah. oh there
2: also was, there is the the waitress who left. That the, was with the lullaby. No, that was the lullaby. That was yeah. lullaby. The other one there was, was one. The, with the, a hey, weird a pressure presents. on my chest. Yeah, that's a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that one was just me. <laughs> no. I that that one kind of sounded like to me like, hey, there was this guy hitting me, hitting on me on the bar. and I told him <laughs> to leave, and he left. It. But like, I could have probably made a police report about it. But I'm just gonna say it was a ghost.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what at 3 a.m. alone I, <laughs> in a locked building no, with a Ouija
2: board? Know. It sounded like <laughs> with a Ouija board that in the money mind. pit, Ryan? but like. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like i felt a presence i'm like stop and then they like did and I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> that's funny.
2: um that one's that was a little far-fetched though um i think the shoes one someone could have lost their shoes i mean that is weird though i mean i i know nick said the big guys who are bouncers aren't really afraid of much um i like i mean like, if you see some lost clothing i mean like, i know guys are afraid of like insects sometimes well, and it might be there,
3: i'll say at least at work here if there's any left over if someone leaves a jacket oh. or something lost and yeah found either it? the bouncers or if it's if we're closed and people are out and we find something maybe left in the bathroom or something on a chair as we're cleaning up whoever's there will grab it and put it in a lost and found area and the bouncers do that as well
2: that makes sense yeah i mean like so I, it's totally skeptical normal. Being skeptical, I really don't have any like good explanations for any of this. This is all very interesting, very uh, spooky stuff. Perfect, we got him. Uh, End of story. <laughs> 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 End of there. End story. End uh, The one, the one thing we we'll always say is, the um, except for the little girl one. This is one person back in old times where, hey, we don't even know that we have to.
1: I don't know. Well, no, this was. Like we don't we
3: but when was it a restaurant? The fifties? It
1: was at, it was between the nineteen fifties and two thousand eight. So But still, I don't.
2: there's still a lot of knowledge missing and uh like making sure something's true. Like I don't know. Also detective work, was there DNA back then? Yeah. I mean but there was DNA. In, there was in the
3: fifties? That's when Watson and Crick did like the DNA. I don't structure. think
0: there was DNA forensics until like the eighties.
1: Okay, well, it also doesn't... I don't know if it says when these stories actually occurred. Um, I don't believe it. But I can look that up for you guys. I mean, if it, yeah, if
3: a, if a manager's relaying these stories when she worked there and then posting it on uh, the internet, it's probably at least the 90s till 2008 would be my guess.
0: True. Oh,
3: well, that like, would change yeah. a lot. Because remember, yeah, yeah. This, is on, a, your point. this is the manager telling relaying the stories and posting it on here. So she probably, it's probably like 80s at the most.
1: Mm. Yeah, I would say it's probably more recent times, although the article that I read did not say when this actually occurred.
0: But Ryan's point still stands where it's, it's not like lab laboratory conditions, something was observed and recorded, right? It is, it is just people's, Anecdote saying mm-hmm. i saw this or i know someone who saw that so like you know spooky as these things are like yeah you you, you have to, to even start talking about what is it you have to accept like that the person is telling the truth about what they even think they saw you know what i mean Like, there's nothing right. stopping people from going on you know like for my story there's nothing stopping people from like making up the story and saying i saw this i saw that but you know you can't get very far if you just Refuse to believe what people report, so it's like. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 not like we have videos or actually, I don't know. Have you or have you heard of any any sort of thing like videos or EVPs? Um, Nick's favorite.
1: I don't think that there are really any. I know that there are (laughs) ghost tours that go through the historic district of Flemington. Um, so I believe they do. I don't know if they have looked in. Like have actually gone in the hotel um, and done any like EVPs or anything like that, but I do know that people do tour it frequently, or at least they did before renovations and such. Um, so, yeah, interesting. I don't have anything as of right now, but there probably exists somebody. But I just want to uh, circle back and remind um, you guys of the fact that I mentioned. The second and third floors of the restaurant were empty, like not being touched. Like that's weird, n- right? Yeah. Like well, were they maintained? I mean, how many just f- not really, to my knowledge. Is it was just kind of left there. Like they have pictures in the link. Um, I think I'll include it in the show notes. But I'm pretty sure the rooms look very dated and yeah, kind of. Oh. like,
3: that's kind, that's, that's kind of like, it's a, just like a creepy at work too. like everything's on the first floor, like like the bars and the restaurant, the second floor and third floor are like storage areas and like for other things. And we don't go up there too often. We Sometimes we do, but if going up there at night, it's super creepy. And like the only people that can get up there are us. And typically it's only usually the owner or the bar backs. Mm-hmm. So if I went up there and saw someone up there and it and it wasn't anyone i recognized i'd freak out or oh even god. if i I'm heard anything the because there is yeah. no one ever up there and it's always locked like it there's a code for the doors to get up, to get into the floors or yeah, you need so i sent
1: you guys i sent you guys the link hmm. to the weird new jersey um creepy pictures article. of the second yeah. and third
0: floors oh my god
1: yeah it's like, it looks like, oh, it's been left that way since the 50s. You know? I'll put
0: these in the show notes, but, ugh, oh, yeah, Especially yeah. at night. That's like a bar. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Like,
1: th- well, that's most likely on the first floor where they're actually, like, maintaining stuff and all that. But then you get to the second, third floors, and it's just, like, nothing's been updated in 50 years, and nobody's cleaned it, probably. Or the so waste of real know, estate. The- yeah, I even Nick
2: said they usually use it for storage. These second floors don't look like storage floors.
1: Yeah, they look as though they were the hotel rooms from Yeah, you know, whenever it transitioned I think in the 50s, but Well. So, do you, yeah.
2: so there's no reason
1: that we know of that they kept these floors empty. Um, well, pretty much why would you need more than one floor for a restaurant? First of all, in a town where not much goes on, Except for the Lindbergh baby trial. <laughs> like That was the only thing to have happened. Um, another baby other than my grandpa area. being born. Um, that's, that's the first most important. <laughs> Second most important is the Lindbergh baby trial. And third most um, important is
0: us visiting this place.
1: True. Um, I don't know if you can visit it as of right now. I'd have to look at the status of the renovation <laughs> and stuff. Oh, we can. Oh, okay. My bad. We'll just we'll need make a our way construction site. Yeah. But yeah, it was most likely just not used because it didn't need to be used. Yeah. Like there is no need for a hotel there. Like there's simply not enough people to warrant it. And uh, like the uh the one owner had mentioned, they were hemorrhaging money for about nine years, so it wasn't really profitable building, so uh, even if they had a hotel, you know, to pay maids and stuff, it probably wouldn't have been worth. I wonder if the there trouble. would have been
3: if it like stayed open as a hotel somehow. If there would have been experiences people had while staying, like in the rooms up there,
1: I'd have to imagine. Because so. it seems like all the like, all
3: the experiences that the manager described, it was all on the first floor. Like it all happened in the restaurant. It didn't really happen on the other floor.
1: Okay. um so or one was uh the, the bouncer story was um the main the shoes were walking up the main stairway Oh okay. and then the second story with uh the waitress uh she was walking up the stairs to go bring the register drawer to the office so the office is on the um, second floor that's my oh. guess they didn't explicitly say that but i didn't yeah. know if they like for some and reason then, did
3: stuff in the basement
1: i don't think so um and the manager's experience it did not specify whether her office was on the first or second floor gotcha. but um uh the obviously the last story where the it was the dining area but that's on the first yeah. floor
3: well so, and also with that one like ryan said one of the regulars did say like oh you saw the ghost you know so it's like someone else it's like it's known and it's always, you know, when there's corroboration from another person like unprompted and I just like go over, oh yeah I saw this girl. I mean the guy could have been like pulling a joke on him, you know. Just be like, oh yeah, yeah you saw the ghost? And he'd be like, what?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, Uh This sounds very similar to my first story. A haunted restaurant that before being a restaurant was a yeah, a hotel slash just place where people lived it makes you wonder like what is it about these sorts of places that they like always have hauntings or, or just weird stuff happen it's always, right?
3: hotels. It is always
0: hotels it's always hotels it's always you know you know schools or restaurants train stations things like that um, I think you know in a small town like this I'm sure there's dozens of dozens of dozens of more encounters and stories from the workers there and the owners there and the patrons there that, you know, don't make their way to to uh, to anywhere to a website. You know, what I mean, so yeah. like, that's kind of that, even,
1: even finding this information like the only real source was this weird NJ, which, you know, granted, they did a very good job at covering the story, but yeah. um, it only had about. Four stories, and that was it. Like there was, there weren't really any other sources of like, ah, oh, yeah, this is also another story. Like, you know, in past episodes, we've had multiple different sources that corroborate things, or like add on stories or or add details or whatever. But this isn't the case for this one, and I don't know. Flemington's not a huge place. Like it's a, it's still a city in the sense that there's stuff to do. But generally there's not a lot of people that a have heard of Flemington or B that really like frequent Flemington. So
0: yeah, that's fair. So I think we you know we have to make do with what, what stories we have. but the fact that even that many stories made it to the public yeah. and to to you indicates that there's obviously something going on there. people see something. and it's just weird that similar to my story it's it's like little girl ghosts right like i I feel like you don't hear maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm not thinking of them but i don't know when you hear ghost stories i feel like it's more often that you hear stories of kids or young people than like the ghost of the old man or the old woman Mm -hmm. maybe maybe biased or
3: like stuff yeah but is is that, that
0: fall in the same category as ghosts is that you know is that like different i don't know there's something about kids i feel like
1: well usually so the traditional idea of ghosts you know it they have unfinished business or you know maybe they were wrongfully killed or wrongfully died or whatever and so their soul and spirit lingers so generally when you get old in age you don't typically die from a wrong full death. It's more so like, yeah, you just kind of died, you know. Yeah, Whereas no reason children, to stay
0: behind. You're ready to move on.
1: Yeah. Or like, you know, you've lived a full life and, you know, like you said, you're ready to move on. Um, but with children, mm. you know, their life was tragically cut short for one reason or another. And so maybe, you know, there's more of a reason to stick around. So
0: That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, given all the different things that have to be true, for us to even, you know, consider (laughs) the difference here. That that makes sense to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure Ryan's uh, like, yeah, she is. (laughs) Yeah, Ryan's okay. What do you think, Ryan, about everything (laughs) we've been saying? I
2: mean, like, it makes sense that a ghost that dies at a young, someone who dies at a young age I think it's way more likely, I guess, to become a ghost. Because um, the best measurement for me, this is going to be a really weird measurement. <laughs> In a news story, if a child dies, we have lost an angel. If a <laughs> 21-year-old dies, a 21-year-old died. Tragic death. 40-year-old. Mm. They died. 60 above. They, uh, they hit the bucket. At that point it's okay. You know what, you lived enough life. Um still could be tragic. But um I think uh just life experience, um, the less you get, the more you'd wanna st- stick around, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's and I guess even to add on to that, the death of um someone's life cut short just generates more like attention than a ninety nine year old passing away, right? So yeah, maybe maybe there's something to it where both the person who's dead might have more to stick around for if they're young and also it causes more of a stir in the minds of people when it's sure. something young or dramatic or or young and dramatic so yeah i mean yeah if ghosts are real then yeah yeah you know we should do we should like do a little uh do a little study nick you could use your data science skills and get some sorts of ghost stories and try to like figure out the age of the ghost or general age and see like if they're like trying based like, on, go- are based most on ghost, ghost stories about young ghosts or old the
3: age of a ghost <laughs> no that
1: no yeah, just right. see if there's any just, trends but, yeah just like, see like it's like
0: know? if it skews i don't know i just don't know the the words like the vocab here but like see if the general like what the average age of a ghost is there we go average like age of a ghost general so of, I not need that you to find know
3: stories but. that give the age of a ghost
2: they would have to know the who is the ghost yeah, you'd have to like It's the ghost of or we we'd have I'm to not, or it. you
0: just have to have ghost stories and read them and like with AI to tell like <laughs> if adjectives like young or like old. That's you, natural language you know what I mean?
3: processing. You don't need AI for
1: that. You just Yeah, Nick, you just ALU. did that.
0: You could do this project. Anyway, we'll get back yeah, to that. will get on it. Uh data graph and charts in the show notes. Good we'll receive nickname. Right? <laughs> Check right now for him. <laughs> I'm
1: kidding. Um so, yeah, I, one thing that still bugs me is I don't know who this ghost is. Like, do you. what do you guys think? Do you think it's a patron of the hotel when it was one? Do you think it has to do with the Lindbergh baby trial? Do you think it's just some random manifestation of the emotions and energy around? Like, what do you guys think?
0: I, I would say it's probably not all the same. Um. I think that in places that are haunted, there's probably more than one thing going on. Um, I think the fact that you said one of the workers or patrons said, oh, you saw the ghost makes me think that maybe there's one particular, I'm going to say entity is the most general term that maybe is like, I don't know, most prominent there. But... Mm -hmm. I would doubt that like every odd occurrence that happens at the hotel would be from the same source, right? Cause if you have a place that many, many people go through, I think it's just more likely there are multiple, maybe people who have passed away there or people who really loved that place as a vacation place or a hotel and then passed on and they're sticking around. Um. So I would hesitate to say that, you know, like, the ghosts and all the occurrences are caused by one. The child who died in the backyard. Stuff like that. Um, mm. So yeah, I guess my answer is... Fair. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's it's a it's a bit of head scratcher. As our friend says.
0: <laughs> as everybody... Jim Harold, Give a shout out to... Not that he needs a shout out. He's like... He's like the... Yeah, he needs a shout out I hate that word. But. So, pod Jim Harold, if you're God listening... Podger? I know, Pod Pod Father. It's a thing. I didn't that's come up, It sounds it sounds so cringy. But that. he's like the <laughs> the paranormal pod father.
1: Yeah. So Jim Harold, yeah. if you're listening, feel free to shout us out Wednesday at nine PM.
0: Oh, I'm sure he's one of our eleven Spotify listeners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, probably like you've been
3: on his show.
0: That's true. That's I did some of the story and I did speak and I did he did interview me for a story. I mean, that's this whole show. But that's true. Great show, The Campfire. Listen to it, and then listen to us, and I don't know, give us five stars or something, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so Nick and Ryan, what do you guys think?
3: I think it's uh, Nick. I, think, I haven't heard from you. I mean, Michael. again, I think little girl ghost the the lullaby that imply that could have been you know you said unearthly, but. A little girl could also be singing a lullaby. The the shoes going up the stairs. You know. These, like... Well, you said what? Like, black leather shoes? Uh, yeah. I mean, those could be a little girl shoes, too. I'm leaning more towards it. Maybe it is just, like, a little girl. And it's just the one thing. And maybe she died in the hotel at some point. We'd have to... I mean... We could see if there are any documented deaths that happened in the hotel.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I can uh, look into that and if I find it. If there is a little girl that died in a hotel
3: between whenever it was a hotel. (laughs) um, Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good for me.
1: All right. So we got Frank is on the uh, not really sure what it is, but there's probably something there. We got Nick who thinks there's probably one thing there, but not quite sure who. And now Ryan, are you gonna tell me that there's nothing there?
2: Um, I'll give you two options. One, okay. The restaurant was serving kids via baby back ribs, <laughs> and they were haunting <gasps> oh, the place. Oh my! You God. did? I mean, I need to see that menu. I gotta make sure baby back ribs are not there. They could have been doing that in front of everybody. Or there could be another option, where that sometimes when it's late at night, or you're drinking enough beer, or you're tired and it's dark, sometimes you see something, sometimes you hear something, and sometimes you imagine something's there that it's not. Um, even one time this happened to me where like you know I get sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. (gasps)
3: <gasps>
0: oh like, I, I never story Ryan. Uh,
2: I'll make a quick version we can always do a different a longer version later. but I had sleep paralysis one time and it was really scary and I could swear something was behind me. I didn't see a shadow. I didn't see a figure uh, but when I turned around I could have swore that every sense other than sight told me something was there and then I turned around nothing was there. You say
0: it was like a cat or something, like a black cat.
2: I thought it was a cat, and there's like a, I think there's a specific thing that's like a cat. I didn't read enough on it, but um, yeah, sometimes it's just your mind playing tricks on you. Um, The brain had millions of had thousands of years to become what it is, but uh, hey, the. I will
3: say, being the person that has worked at a restaurant, specifically also late at night the lights are on the whole time while we're cleaning up until we're almost essentially all done and the managers will do like a walkthrough and close everything. And additionally, we are not allowed to like, after we're done with the cleaning and everything, we can sit down and, you know, have a few drinks with each other. But that that doesn't happen until at least for us, you know, three in the morning, two thirty in the morning. So like we we so That's so but late. we're but we're still working up until that point. So we're awake the whole time because we have to get all the cleaning done. Yeah, of course. So it's like we're not. I'm not tired at least.
2: I mean, the, the thing I will add on to differences between your situation and theirs is I think most of these were except for the one. Where you like, oh, you saw the ghost. Uh, the other situation for mostly one person, so one person could be pretty tired and be like, just try and burn the midnight oil, finish the job, and then go to bed. So true. Yeah, that's that's the one counterpoint I was giving to you. True.
0: I think, I I think my closing statement would be, um, Nick, you work in a similar scenario, so I wonder. Let's say you're place of work was haunted would you see anything and what i mean by that is do only certain kinds of people see these things if you're in a haunted location do you have to be a person that's sensitive to it to see this stuff like am i like i feel yeah. like i'm the first sort of person that will never see anything weird even though i kind of would want to <laughs> like sarah she probably she's probably more <laughs> she, i feel like she's a little more sensitive she probably has and it. just hasn't you know me. like True, all right? She's probably seen ghosts. Um, So, like, I wonder if, if the four of us here, are there some of us that are for, you know, subconsciously, like, we're open to seeing weird things, and some of us are just closed off to it no matter what? Like, if we were in a scenario where there was a ghost, would some of us see it, and some of us not? Looking in the same direction in the same place. Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, it makes you wonder, right? If you have a haunted restaurant and bar, and there's a ghost hanging around, Why doesn't everyone see it? Is it because ghost isn't there all the time, or is it because not every kind of person is open to it? And then if that's the case, where not every kind of person is open to it, that makes it even harder to tell what's real and what's not, right? Because then it just opens a can of worms, saying like, you can see it and I can't. That means you're making it up, Mm -hmm. or it's in your head, Mm -hmm. or something wrong with you. So, long story short, I want to see a ghost. (laughs) Uh, That's all. Yeah.
1: Me too, but like a nice ghost, like Casper.
0: That's true. Like, that, yeah. I
1: don't want to be encountering the ghost where it's like pushing up against my chest and I have to beg it for air. Like, oh, you
0: would? Don't lie, you would love that.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, you're like, wait, wait, wait. Okay, <laughs> 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 go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> ah, you got me. <laughs> ah,
0: ghosts out there. I'm sure th- at least three of our listeners on Spotify are ghosts because they don't finish the whole episode. Uh, you hear Aaron press up all on them
3: alright and with that
1: alright yeah we should probably <laughs> wrap it up here um, so yeah there's a lot of different stories we got multiple different perspectives of this potential one ghost multiple spirits who knows maybe it's nothing but uh, this is Wednesday at 9pm and if you're interested read on about the Union Hotel
0: that's all for tonight. Check out the show notes and all references used via the link in the description. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next Wednesday at 9pm. 68, 65, 66, 65, 66, 89.